welcome back to Movie Reel, where we talk about movies, dissect them, and all around just have a fun time with it. I'm your host, Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. I'm sorry if I sound kind of weird. These are the only headphones I have right now. So, anyway, how's it going, Kevin? <laughs> I'm doing, I'm actually doing great right now. I, I've been having, like, a really fun time uh, at, at my new job. Uh, get, get to work a lot of fun concerts, get to see some, some real fun performances, and I get to talk about movies all day. So this is a great time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what movie so, are we talking about today? Uh, we're actually talking about uh, a, a personal favorite of mine. We're talking about uh, the 80s classic Gremlins, uh, which was directed by Chris Columbus. And for the longest time, I thought this was directed by Steven Spielberg. And I, that, that's a very, like, from what I understand, that's a very common mistake it, because he produced it. It, it was kind of like the same thing with um, Goonies. Back to the Future. Well, that that too, and also Back to the Future. Um, like, everyone thinks that he directed it. It was like he was just the producer, oh. and Robert Zemeckis did Back to the Future. Um, I don't think, I think Chris Columbus just wrote this. I don't think he directed it, because it was like Dante, let me look it up. It wasn't him. I just remember seeing Chris, written by Chris Columbus, but. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Joe Dante. Joe Dante, okay. Chris Columbus, Chris Columbus was the right, yeah, no, okay. See, I even mix this up. <laughs> but I do have to say, uh, one, this is definitely a Christmas movie, like, why did this come out in the summer? It came out in like June in the 80s. Like, well, this is definitely yeah. 100% a Christmas movie. Like, it's not like there are other movies that are set during Christmas for random reasons, but Christmas is not so deeply embedded in the story. Like, Christmas is very embedded in this story. And it, so I was like, I was just for a second, I'm like, wait, is this an. Why do people think this isn't a Christmas movie? It one hundred percent is. Um, and yeah, uh, well, I mean, I mean, you can, you can definitely like I can definitely see the argument for people saying that like, oh, this is more of a Halloween movie because there are definitely sure. like horror elements and it's like a creature feature. Like it, it definitely kind of like uh, uh, bleeds through a, a little bit on um, uh, some like the scare factor, which would be more associated with like Halloween movies. But I, I would agree with you that this is uh, a Christmas movie first and foremost. But the other thing is I have to say, so I really love Chris Columbus and he, he, I feel like he Spielberg and George Lucas all have this really, they're all pretty good at keeping things, no matter how intense things are, they still manage to make it feel fun. And I think yeah. there was one moment in the movie that was genuinely, like, kind of sad and a little heartbreaking. And it was when the <laughs> old lady, Mrs. Deagle, sees all the gremlins and she's like, no, they're coming for me. I'm not ready. And she's kind of crying. Like, that was for me the most heartbreaking moment of the movie. And then her death was yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, she's, like, the most horrible oh, person in the movie. she was a huge Aside, bitch. Like, yeah, it's like, wow, it's like the one person that I'm actually rooting for that bited in this movie. And you're making me feel bad about it. Damn it. She confused me so much because she was getting, she was mad at the main, so the main character, Billy, who, how old is he supposed to be? Is he a teenager? Is he, like... 20 like that that that's that's one thing that kind of confused me about this movie because he works at a bank like, yeah he works at a bank so I'm like i'm guessing like in his 20s and he's like hanging out with like the like in a bar so it's like okay so he's clearly not a teenager um and then 
like later on in other scenes, like Corey Feldman is just hanging out in his room, which is like in the attic of their house, and like Billy's just changing his shirt, like with like Corey Feldman. There's like, dude, what the hell? Like that's so weird for like a twenty-something-year-old just like changing clothes in front of like I'm guessing like a like a middle schooler, uh, like Corey Feldman, because I remember they go to the school because apparently the only like person <laughs> to bring this possibly like world-changing scientific discovery is your local biology teacher <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a public school your public school elementary science teacher i was thinking is that your too it's your go-to de facto uh, scientific discoverer <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, why is it always like the local like science teacher that runs all do, do the science teachers just run experiments on their own time? Like, like the eighties were a wild place, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, this all could have been avoided. Like this entire story could have been avoided oh, yeah. if this dad wasn't so hell bent on giving his son. I thought, I literally thought he's like, I want to give it to the Mogwai a gift for my son for Christmas. And that kind of gave me the impression that his son is a, like a kid or B doesn't have a pet, but he's yeah. an adult and has a dog. <laughs> so I... Yeah. No, like the, the beginning narration is like, yeah, I'm trying to get a, a gift for my kid. It's like, it's like, okay, so this is a child. Like, like you're going in this movie expecting like maybe an eight year old kid or like a 10 year old kid. Like this is going to be like a kid's it... movie and it's going to be, like it's so misleading and i think they do that on purpose so that billy can kind of get away with like all the stuff that he does in this movie like he's like swing a sword around it capitates a gremlin like he's doing like all these like kind of violent stuff that you can't really get away with in a kids movie especially if you're a kid doing these things i will say the first like the first scene okay it's not the not the chinatown scene but the next scene like we're in Kingston Falls and it's Christmas and they're playing Christmas music. It just, to me, it's had such a feel. It had the same feeling of the Goonies, but like, oh, the yeah, like, like Chris Columbus just has this vibe and it's not quite, it's like, it's, I feel like the reason I said Spielberg and George Lucas, I feel like they all have this, that similar, like fun adventure vibe. But I do think yeah. that Chris Columbus's is like, I don't know how to explain it. Like each one is different. Like you can yeah, identify. No, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right words to say it. Like I, 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 I totally know what you mean. Like they kind of have like very similar. Know, like this. Like but, yeah, they have a very similar vibe. And it like I appreciate it because it's like each one of their styles is still like heavily grounded in reality. Like they're not. You're not seeing something that shouldn't be there for the sake of storytelling. Like everything is there that would be there in real life like chris or like yes the real, or like the real life counterpart to it like, which i think is really cool yes like and and chris columbus in particular like he like for example he so he directed the first two uh harry potter movies and to me those do not feel at all like spielberg maybe because spielberg wasn't involved but like it feels like <laughs> a chris columbus movie and yeah i just can't like i guess was thinking like he was originally for a minute was going to direct all of them which that would have been unbelievable but i get why because it's a he didn't because it's a huge endeavor that's like 10 years of his life but he like has this everything i've seen him do is incredibly fun and this was no exception this was a very fun really entertaining movie 
Um, I, I did kind of start to fall asleep towards the end, but it was very late. So I don't really blaming the movie. <laughs> I'm blaming that it was like past midnight. Yeah, that's right. Cause yeah, well, I, I think we both like started the movie like around the same time. Like, it was like, like 10 o'clock, 10, night. it was like 10 yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was late. But, like, thankfully, like, I remembered enough of the movie that I could kind of, like, fast-forward, like, through a couple scenes. It's like, oh, I remember this part. Like, oh, this is the part where this happened. Like, uh, like there was only, like, one thing that I think I noticed that the last time I watched it, I forgot that I, like, thankfully re-watching this, like, made me remember that would have changed the ending, like, completely if, if, like, Billy and Kate, like, messed up in trying to take down Stripe. Which... It's like, oh no, like that's, we could have gotten a sequel early. Um, what is the sequel about? Which, oh, God, don't, no, that, I'm not opening that can of worms. Oh. We are not talking about, we are not talking about Gremlins 2. Okay, is it, is it a good sequel or a crappy sequel? Oh, it is unrecognizable as a sequel. Like they have some, oh, main, God. like it, like they have like the same characters and it like takes place in the same universe. But it takes place in a New York City skyscraper movie studio set building <laughs> that apparently is like has like a mad scientist lab in there that has Oscorp. Like, <laughs> I it, it, like it had too many things going on that okay. made no sense. On like why is this here when this is here? It, it yeah it it was. They had too much, and it made no sense. Okay. It just got really fucking weird. And okay. there's a really funny Key and Peele skit that spoofs it, but the funny thing is, is that they're not spoofing it. They're just saying the movie. <laughs> That's how weird it is that they made a Key and Peele skit, and they just didn't embellish it. They're just saying the movie as it is, and it's the funniest thing. They would do that. Yep, one hundred percent. Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, when I saw, okay, so I, I don't, I don't really, I again, big surprise, I hadn't seen Gremlins. I knew it was set during Christmas, <gasps> and that was about it. Um, and I know, like, I mean, it's a, it's a movie. Like, I know, yeah, don't feed it after midnight. I, I guess that's about it. That's all I knew. Which, yeah, the, yeah. The three um, rules. Um, don't get it wet. Bright light. Yeah, give him away from uh, bright lights. Sunlight will kill him. Uh, don't get him wet, and don't feed him after midnight. So, I was thinking about that. How does the midnight thing? So in the movie, he doesn't just, you know, who cares? It's after midnight. I'm gonna give. They're really hungry. Like he, his clock is broken. He finds out the next day. Yeah. But isn't it in a sense? always after midnight like would it matter how would they adjust to like a different time zones like they they, okay it's funny that you bring that up because they make that exact argument in gremlins 2 for like five (laughs) minutes but they kind of riff on the whole thing okay like like oh like what if he's like on a plane and it shifts into his time zone and he has like food stuck in his teeth like they just keep going into like hypothetical what ifs it's like guys there's a problem here and now can we shut up and deal with it it's like no no no, no. we need to figure this out because <laughs> i was and like then, yeah and, and then like in the middle of that argument like one like mauls this guy's face off it's like oh okay glad we solved that problem like how would they know how would how would the mogwai's body know the difference between eleven fifty nine and 
1201. Like You know what? I tend not to <laughs> question things that aren't within the realm of reality of this is like whimsical magical stuff that make no sense and you just kind of have Fine. to accept it for what it is. Fine. Whatever. Fine. Like 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 I don't go <laughs> yeah. into Harry, like I don't go into Harry Potter and it's like what makes the magic work? It's like I don't care. Let's let's that's going to be like a way too long like 40 minute TED talk. I don't, I don't have time for that shit. Let's go. Um. <laughs> I remember I once watched a, it was like a, I'm sure I've complained about it to you like a long time ago. I saw a, uh, it was like a prequel. It was a mini series to Peter Pan. And they were like, the reason time stands still here is because it's on a Neverland as a planet in the center of the universe. And I was just like, no, <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> and also I don't think anyone has ever questioned why they don't age they just don't and we're like okay like it wasn't <laughs> there was re- no reason for us to question that so why are you trying to convince me that it's a planet it was so stupid i was just like nope you're wrong that's that... dumb I... all right i'm gonna move <laughs> on because i don't even know how to process that shit right um, it's stupid anyway yeah okay so anyway uh we meet Gizmo, our, our lovable companion throughout this entire movie, who uh, I was today years old, was voiced by Howie Mandel. Um, what? Yeah, Howie Mandel voiced Gizmo. The host of the host of <laughs> Deal or No Deal. Uh, wait, 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 is that still on? No, that's just what I know him best as, <laughs> even though that show hasn't been on in, like, seven years. I mean, he's a comedian, and he is, well, currently he's one of the judges on uh, America's Got Talent, but, yeah, no, oh my god, yeah, deal yeah, or no deal? Yeah, but no one watches that. I'm talking about the classics. <laughs> I don't know, my parents actually watch that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a demographic, but whatever. <laughs> anyway. deal, or no, deal or no deal host himself, Howie Mandel. I will say, Gizmo, so, Gizmo seems to just, sometimes he talks, and sometimes he just makes sounds that sound like talking. Like, I was like, is this like a Scooby situation? How sometimes he says only a couple words, and then by Mystery Incorporated, he's speaking in full sentences. Yeah, like, like, I, 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 I just kind of assumed that it was just kind of like mimicry in this movie. Like, like he's kind of like a, like a parrot or something and that's kind of like why he's just kind of like talking in his own kind of like mogwai language that the other kind of like gremlins are like speaking to themselves throughout the movie and they're just kind of like mimicking like certain words and phrases because it's either relevant to what is going on or they just heard it a bunch of times through repetition and other people saying it near them okay okay i can accept that yeah like, that's an acceptable like, answer okay thank you <laughs> I was expecting can... a little pushback from you there. It's like No, no, I can accept that. It's like how dare you like, agree with me? I have more time to argue. Um, but we should oh, so we should ex- explain, like if you assumingly, if you're not me, you have seen Gremlins. And the dad is in this shop in Chinatown because he's trying to sell his he he's an inventor. Yeah. He's trying to sell uh his inventions or his one invention in particular, the bathroom buddy. Yeah. It's like it's your toothbrush. It's nail clippers. It's it's it's, this. Basically, it's it's basically like a Swiss Army knife of just like a bunch of like random like bathroom utensils. 
Yeah. Um, and but by throughout the, way, the movie, so, though... So, by the sorry. Way, so, sorry, like, this dad, no. like, straight up gives me, like, the vibes of, like, the dad from, like, Holes and just, like, a hopeless inventor that, like, none of his inventions work right and, like, people, like, ridicule for... Like, do you kind of get, like, that vibe, too? Like, the dad from, like, Holes is, like, constantly trying to make, like, like a soap or, like, sh- shampoo or something. I don't even remember what the hell he was trying to invent, but, like, it, like, always, I don't like, ends, oh my like, it God. always ends up in misery. It... Like, like, they're the same character, right? I, I, that's super funny. I, Holes is not a movie I refer to that much. Um, that's super funny. Um, I didn't like, think about that. I think the, it, okay, it hit me also while watching this. So, last week, the, so the grandpa in Santa's sleigh, I was saying how he, he we both agreed he reminded us of, like, uh, Maurice, so Belle's dad in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But I realized the other person he also kind of reminded me of was uh, Dick Van Dyke in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because he does a lot of inventions. He's an inventor. And yeah. so I think he kind of reminded me-esque of that kind of person. But <laughs> unlike Dick Van Dyke, this guy makes – his inventions don't really seem to work. And his wife and his son, Billy, they're just, throughout the movie, attempt to use it, and then it doesn't work, and then they just clean up the mess that they that the machines made, oh, and then yeah. go on with their lives. And, like, so at, uh, at the bank that Billy works at, his immediate boss uh, is Judge Reinhold, and he, I guess, is saying, like, come on, you're young, you're basically, you know, the main, main breadwinner for your family, and it's like, how is there no, it's kind of impressive and on kind of like also a little unbelievable that there's no anger or bad blood towards the dad for being like a creative and inventor and not really getting much back. Yeah. And they're just like, they just, they're just humoring him and then just going on with their lives. Yeah. They're all like weirdly supportive, even though like he's like, like as far as we see, like he's making like no profit off of like anything that he's done in this movie. Like, the, no. like the one time he is able to sell one of his inventions, like at the end of the movie, like like an hour thirty minutes into this movie, out of an hour forty five, he sells his Peltzer smokeless ashtray to some like chain smoker, like uh, gas station attendant. And as he's leaving, the the gas station attendant like it is like coughing constantly because his smokeless ashtray doesn't work. There's just a ton of smoke. Like I'm I'm convinced this man just sold like tricked this man into selling him a smoke machine. Um, and then when the uh, the Chinese man that uh, basically had like Gizmo stolen from him uh, like showed up, it's like. Oh yeah, hey, I have a gift for you. Like, ah, oh, the Peltzer smokeless ashtray. It's like, how did you know that? It's like, oh yeah, the guy at the gas station tried to sell it to me. He's like, but I'll take it anyway. It's like, th- thanks for the gift. I'm not gonna be a dick about it. <laughs> also, actually, now that yeah, now, so we're not, now we're talking about the so the guy that owns the store in Chinatown. Yeah. So his like grandson is the one because he's like, no, you can't have the you can't have the Mogwai too much responsibility yeah, no, and with, with great mogway comes oh, with, with great yeah he more or less says with great power comes great responsibility or something like that but it was just like but he replaced he, like one word and it made he me laugh yeah <laughs> but he doesn't want to give it to um you know he doesn't want to sell it and but also why is it hanging and hanging out there if it's not for sale because of course somebody is gonna 
there's no way he was the only person that says, hey, I want to buy this. And his grandson, he's, so the dad's willing to give $200 for it. And the grandson just kind of sneaks, gives it to him and then tells him the rules, which makes me wonder, does he not know what he's selling or does he just think, you know, I'm going to tell them the rules and just take the money and be quiet. He knows what he's selling, but they need the money. Yeah, like, well, well he, even, he even says, like, oh, forget about my grandpa. He's crazy. But, like, he, he does say, it's like, we need the money. But I, I think, like, he just interpreted the rules as, like, this is just, like, a really, like, needy pet or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Like, it's like, oh, yeah, like, keep him away from, like, bright light, like, like clearly like we see throughout the movie like bright light just like terrifies them it's like i was like oh bright light will probably kill him like he probably doesn't think like this thing's gonna like explode like a vampire like it does later on in the movie um but like he probably just thinks like this is just like a really needy pet so like follow this like it has a very strict like eating diet so don't feed him after midnight that'll just like mess him up it's like uh keep him away from water he's basically a cactus just let him do his own thing when it comes to that uh, they so they don't drink water. They said don't. They can't. Don't, so at first, he said don't get wet, and then the dad told him uh, don't give him water. Don't, like not even to drink. It's like so he he's a living thing. He's got to have water in some capacity. I, 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 like yeah. a cat. Can he get it from food? <laughs> like I, I guess. Like it's never explained as far as I know. Like if he if he can't get wet and he can't drink water, then does like does he like need to do that? Like. But, like, yeah, it makes no sense, and, like, that's the one thing that I'm, like, super confused about, uh, and, yeah, like, I, I'm genuinely trying to, like, like piece that together, like, even, like, as a kid when I first watched this, uh, which, by the way, for the longest time, uh, I was not allowed to watch this movie for one scene in particular, uh, like, kind of near the end of the movie, and we actually had a friend who, um would like basically babysit us all the time that had like a uh version of the movie that she had taped on tv and basically like like edited that scene out that we so we could watch it at, at her house um and my parents were okay with that um and the scene in particular was uh when uh billy and kate and gizmo are in the bank after like the gremlins have basically just like ravaged the entire town and she's telling the story about how her dad went missing on Christmas Eve and they found his dead body in the chimney dressed as Santa. And that's how she discovered that there is no Santa Claus. We weren't allowed to watch the movie because of that scene, because like we were kids. It's like, oh, no, there's not a Santa. That was my parents reason for not letting us watch that movie for that scene, because we'll learn that there isn't such a thing as Santa Claus. Not the fact that this is a traumatizing and fucked up story about a, a father that dies horribly, but no, there's no Santa. The magic is gone after that. It's like, okay, what the fuck, Mom? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, they really wanted to keep the spirit of Santa alive. Apparently. <laughs> like, I, I can't blame that. Like, I love my parents to death, but like, Wow, that is a that is a leap. That is, I mean, if you don't want us to watch the movie, just say so. <laughs> that would I, that was, that may have just been easier. <laughs> I I think so. Um. So. Moving okay, on. Moving on. <laughs> so yeah, we see kind of yeah the, uh, when he the dad brings 
gizmo home and the mom tries to take a picture and then oh the bright light freaks him out and then later um he accidentally like when uh so Corey feldman's character is it his name pete i want to say yeah it's pete. Or somebody else it's, it's he comes pete. over and he bumps like a water like a like a cup of water and it hits and hits gizmo and it looks like it, I, they are all very concerned, as they should be, because it's like they dumped acid on him, yeah, and then you know he multiplies like a banshee. Like it, it is haunting to hear. But so, uh, yeah, he multiplies. There's five new ones, and then uh, he, when he shows his dad, he's like the one with the stripe. I think he's the leader, and I kind of just saw like, how can you t- possibly tell that? Because they're all already around him. But also, okay, fine, but so, like, the next is it later that night, next day, whatever it, he hears... I, I, I think it's, like, later that night when when he finds Barney. He finds his dog, like, all tied up in the, like, Christmas lights that are hanging out from the roof, and he's just, like, suspended in air. And he, like, he, I will say for the most part, is a very good dog owner. He, like, gets him down, he gives him a bath, warms him up, and the dad, they're worried it's the the mean stupid uh, bitch old lady mrs, mrs. deagle yeah because who... in the yeah in the beginning of the movie uh she's storming in to the bank from like across town um carrying like this like like porcelain like snowman head and she's just being like a bitch like everyone she's walking by is like oh good morning mrs deagle like what's good about it like bah humbug and like yeah piss off uh and like the, the main thing that, like, solidifies just, like, how, like, much of, like, a hurtless monster this woman's character is, is this woman comes up with, like, her two, like, I don't know, like, eight-year-old kids. It's like, it's like, oh, Mrs. Deagle, like, uh, we're, we're going to need an extension on our loan. Like, uh, my husband just got another job, and I'm taking up sewing on the side. We're, we're not going to be paid for another week. Uh, I was hoping if you could talk to uh, the bank manager about uh uh, getting us uh, an extension on our loan. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like, the bank and I exist for only one reason: to make money. If you want to uh, be a deadbeat, then be a deadbeat. Uh, but I guess you know what to ask Santa for Christmas. Like, my geez. God! And then, I, but then she's, she's so fucking hurtless. She is, and then, and then, literally, that scene ends with her going inside and the kid saying to the mom. Mom, mommy, I'm hungry, and mommy, and mom's like, I am too, and I'm like, oh my god! And then yeah. Mrs. She, Deagle is she, just because she's so she's like, you know, so mad, like your dog broke my snowman or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, it was like it broke my imported Bavarian snowman, and then it's like, I don't want money to replace it. I want your dog, and it's like, I'm gonna take him to the kennel, put him to sleep. It's like she she basically like threatens to kill this man's dog right in front of him in broad daylight with like 12 witnesses and like he's the bad guy because his dog just like hopped the counter and like kind of playfully like like pulls on her arm it's basically playing like tug or with like her like fur sleeves it's like really he's the asshole it's like no like i don't care how rich this lady is she just threatened to like throw my dog in a spin dryer and the guy right next to her is like yeah that would kill the dog all right but it was just she was the way she said it it was so weird he's like okay i'm sorry do you want money for it she's like no i don't want money and he's like well what do you want she's like 
I want your dog. I'm going to put it, take him to the kennel and put him to sleep. And I'm like, and I was so confused. I'm like, it occurred to me late, like a little as it went on, like, oh, she's threatening him. But the way it came off was like, like she was asking like, hey, can you give me your dog so I can take it to the kennel and he'll be put to sleep? And like, and I'm like, are you trying to convince him you're doing a terrible job? And then I'm like, oh wait, yeah. she's threatening him. But then, yeah, the dog, he brings his dog to work um, for, there's no, I don't know why he couldn't, yeah, the, dog, yeah, the, the dog's pretty, yeah. if we're smart, he could have just hung out at home by himself. Yeah, there's no reason why he brought the dog with him. Like, the only, like, logical reason was, like, was he, like, locked out of the house? Like, because in the beginning of the movie, we see him, like, trying and failing to start his, like, slug bug, and it's just not working for whatever reason. And it's like, oh man, I'm going to be late for work. It's like, why did you need to drive? You literally got there in like three minutes on foot. Driving there would have been pointless. You would have spent more time trying to find a parking spot than it would for you to just walk there. I mean, this like, was I, movie like, time. We don't know how, how if it's across town, if it's down the block. It's, it's I, unclear. I mean, still, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, no, yeah. Like, it seems very convenient that it was just like, all right, he got there like pretty fast. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't see why... Uh, driving needed to be an issue. Like, he got there, like, with really no trouble. Or no. Like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but then, like, the when the dog attacks her, she's like, my heart, my weak heart. And I thought she was, like, just being a bitch and, like, just pretending, like, to make to make the situation even appear worse. Yeah, um, I, yeah when... I think she was, like, fully, like, playing the victim but then, card. But then later, but then later, when she's being attacked by gremlins and she's freaking out, it's like, oh no, she actually does have a weak heart. I, I think I think that was just like a, a karma coincidence right there that she just happened to have a weak heart and she the, just kind of finally yeah. come up and like I don't think those like went one in the same. Like I think she was like fully like hamming it up in the bank. The dog I will say is very much it's like a Disney dog. Like it understands English and and like reacts to to uh to very you know human responses like because he attacks the she attacks her because she's basically saying she's gonna have him killed and then he, you know he's a he's a movie dog he hears this and is mad and is gonna attack her when most dogs would not I mean I don't know I guess it depends on the dog they can pick up weird stuff from people but yeah. um. <laughs> uh, for the most part, yeah, he is a pretty solid dog owner, despite that he brings his dog to work for no real reason. But then uh, after work, so he works with um, what's her name? Is it? It's it's the, Kate, played Kate. by Phoebe Cates. Um, he he's like yeah, at a bar, and his you know boss, Judge Reinhold, comes up to him and saying, yeah, "Hey, I'm yeah. 23. By 25, I'm gonna have Mister So and So's job, and by 30, I'll be a millionaire." It's like cool, like. What? Okay, and then uh, uh, Kate is working at the bar, and he, and she's like, "Yeah, I just thought I would pick up some extra money." And Billy's like, "Oh, good for you." And he was like, "And Judge Reinhold's giving her shit about it." And then he's like, "Hey, why don't you come see my new apartment?" And it's like, "Let me get this straight: you're shitting on her job, and now asking her out." <laughs> yeah, and, like, the fun- and, and the funny thing was, is that, like his pickup line is like, "Hey, you haven't seen my new apartment yet." I was like, "I haven't seen your old apartment." <laughs> I know. I was like. <laughs> good for it's her like that, that, yeah like that's a great like it's like shut the fuck up like that's a great like rejection line um and 
I, I want to wait and tell later to say why she doesn't like Christmas because later. Uh, I mean, I think I just kind of said it earlier. Wait, wait, wait! Kate doesn't like Christmas. Yeah. Wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. It's I like, I was I, I listening. Like a... I was listening, but I was also like, I got a text. <laughs> I was listening. I'm sorry, but. I feel so offended right now. I cannot believe you. I was talking for who knows how long. <laughs> but okay, that makes oh okay. My gosh. Yes, okay. But yeah, I will say that scene though. A uh, holy sh holy shit. Like, you know what? I get why your parents were kind of concerned, but I also stand by that maybe you just shouldn't have been watching Gremlins. I mean, yeah, like I'm not gonna fault them on that. Like that's fair, <laughs> but I mean, it's like it was like it was a, a version that was like edited for TV. So like we we're not seeing like the gremlin like exploding in the microwave or like the the gremlin getting decapitated in the head rolling in the fireplace. Like like it's edited for TV to the point where it's like it's as far as you um, know, there's gre there's a couple more gremlins that are still alive because we have not seen them die. Actually, yeah, for a long time, I legitimately thought that the, that the movie, like, intentionally sequel-baited because we didn't see every gremlin die. Uh, it's like, wait, there were, like, five in the house. Like, we only saw, like, s like, like, Mom, like, counting Mom all, killed, like, three. Yeah, and, like, holy shit, she was... Damn, good for her. Like, she was, like, she did not waste any time. She was, no, like... like <laughs> <laughs> she was, like, so, like methodical and like tactical about that too she was like checking corners yes like, i know her. it's like someone watched john wick good for you mom <laughs> she's the inspiration for john wick uh, i can believe that like i would totally watch a movie like, like john wick's movie. mom <laughs> well not not <laughs> like more or less but like of like a movie of just like a random like suburban mom like basically just like fighting some like weird like like otherworldly like creature like the gremlins and just being like it's like you're messing with my with my son's soccer schedule i need to pick him up in an hour and just like going to town on like, oh, like fucking gremlins. It, she reminded me of um of the mom in mitchell's versus the machines who just like snaps yes. when the robots take her son and then she she just like like destroys the robots. Oh, but yes. It's like, brothers run! The, the purple one has returned! Or, like, however, or whatever. Like, yeah, the think, lavender one yeah. has returned. It's and, like, ha ha ha, I'm all scary now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I yeah, would love a movie of just, like, a mom just, like, fully snapping and just, like, all the stress of, like, her, like, daily life of having to, like, maintain, like, like her like three kids and like her like borderline stay at home mom like job plus her like actual job just like yeah like, releasing all that pent up like well-deserved anger on something that probably doesn't need that much anger <laughs> isn't that what bad moms is about <laughs> i i think i've seen like five minutes of like a bad mom's christmas the sequel i think <laughs> Um, I haven't, I don't so, think I, yeah, anyway. Um, anyway. We'll save that for another yeah. month. Um, but, um, yeah, when she, so, could, we should actually back up. So, yeah, Billy gives the, some food to, actually, sorry, I got, I think I realized, 
I got cut off because we got off on a whole other tangent. But um, when he finds Barney, like, tied up to all of the, like, lights. And I was just thinking, like, later, I'm like, so so Gizmo is really nice and sweet and adorable. It, all these other, all these other Mogwai, before they're gremlins, just as Mogwai, they're, like, starting to cause trouble. Yeah, just like, so, they're, like, they're, they were yeah, gonna be like, little shits regardless, but gremlins, they just went full on, like, like, <laughs> just, they were just murdering everybody in horrific ways <laughs> all yep. over town. It's like, someone watched Santa slay. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and, um, just, oh my god, the scene where, was it Stripe? One of them jumps in the pool at the, at the oh, yeah, Y, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and was, Billy strange. just runs for his life, like, oh my god, there's, I was, first I was like, oh no, it's gonna multiply, and then it was like, oh, it's in a pool, oh, they're, oh my god, I was like, oh no, and then the next scene we see them, like, Stripes walking down, like, the middle of the street, and then, like, it's like, he's like, like, bah, bah, like, says something in, like, like, Grumlinese, and, like, hundreds of Grumlins are just, like, marching behind him, just swarming the streets, like, Oh no! And also, I want to point out the puppet effects of the gremlins is fantastic. They look so good. Like they they have like multiple different puppets of like different like facial expressions to just like random kind of just like uh like stock pose like like not quite like marionette puppets, but like they, they had like puppets of just like the the legs. So like there's like a lot of like random shots of just like the legs of the gremlins like walking around on the floor. And it seems kind of unnatural, like there's not any weight behind it, because I don't think there was a, a, like a torso. It was just kind of like the puppeteers just kind of like awkwardly kind of like moving the legs to make them seem like uh, they all kind of like were like moving of their own free will. Like, uh, like a lot of the times, yeah. the gremlins that we see, we only see either like their top half or their bottom half. Like very rarely do we see like both half, like the entire gremlin at the same time. And normally when we do it's, like, holding still, or something else is, like, moving it. Yeah, the des- the design for them was also really great, because they were oh, yeah. terrifying <laughs> looking. Like, Seriously. especially coming from the Mogwai, which were, like, adorable, and looked like, is it Furbies? Furbies. Yeah, Furbies. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, they it looked, there were, I will say, how many times were they ever CGI? Because I feel like there were at least a couple of times where they had to have been. Uh, I don't. I, don't I can think know of a few times CGI, where it was definitely but... a pup. They were definitely puppets, like when they were being Carol Carolers outside Mrs. Deagle's house. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh my like, god, that was horrifying. But also, they were very yeah, much puppets like, then. Yeah, for, for the most part, they were puppets. Like the, I don't think they really used CGI. I know they used. Um, I think it was like like uh like stop motion for the scene where like oh, okay. Stripes like walking down the street with like all the other gremlins like like following after him. Like that was like a uh, like stop motion like like animation, like almost like claymation. Because, um, like they, they're very much moving and kinda like jerky kind of um movements and the, the there's like a couple times where we see like a gremlin jump and they seem a bit more uh, what, what's what's the word I'm looking for? They, they seem a bit more um, like, fluid. 
Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, 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 they don't seem to, like, move with, like, the same kind of, like, tempo and speed as the other ones. Like, when they're jumping, they seem to kind of, like, stutter a bit and then land. Mm-hmm. Rather than just, like, a normal kind of, like, whoop, land. Like, jump in the air, land. And it for them, it was, like, jump and land. Like, there, there was, like, very little, like, of them in the air, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Like, yes. like, it seemed like there were a couple frames where it's, like, they were, like, <laughs> yeah. here in the air, and then they're, like, way up in the air, and then they're, like, already, like, in their descent, even though they just jumped. Do you remember in college, I want to say it was, like, was it media aesthetics? We had to, like, we were all in groups and, like, had to make a commercial, and one group, it was, like, a pen where you can fly, and it literally it was a guy holding a pen, and he jumped, and then it just cut to him just landing, like, in front of, like, the building. I think I do, yeah. <laughs> it's making me think of that. Oh and then he just, like, struts in the class. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, when the whole, when Billy finds all the cocoons that the, that the Mogwire are now in, it's yeah. like, holy crap, and then... Oh my god, the scene where the teacher, it's just, that's when, it was, it was, I feel like the pacing of this movie was pretty good, like, we meet, we meet Gizmo, then he multiplies, it it, it does a good job, it's about the halfway mark when the gremlins are here. Like, when we actually see the gremlins. Okay, yeah, because it's like, we see, like, okay, when, when the teacher is like, he's like, opening his candy bar, and I'm like, okay, you don't, I, I feel like. That sounds that sounds like you're doing it wrong. Like I would have like I don't know, set it on the ground, like push it towards them. Like you don't really know what you're looking for. I know he's assuming it's probably still the Mogwai. Like that's fair to assume, but yeah. but like he's pulling his hand all the way under his desk. I'm like, oh no! And then when Billy finds him, he's dead. And like I'm like, oh my god! And yeah, after, <laughs> after like yeah, but. Which still kind of, like, blows my mind that was, like, out of, like, everyone in the town, the one, like, person that you deem to be, like, the professional go-to scientific genius mind is your local middle school biology teacher. It's like, well, not even the high school, like, yeah. not even the high school biology teacher, the middle school biology teacher. Like, I'm not shitting on, like, teachers or anything like that, or, like, lack of credentials or anything like that, but it's like... <laughs> Really? That's that's your first choice? It's like a well, All right. I mean, it's like when uh Peter brings the symbiote to his professor. But is that I mean, more respected yeah, cuz it's I a mean, professor? Like Yeah, like it's a college professor. Like you need to have like a I'm pretty sure like he has like like in the in the Spider-Man movies like he has like a doctorate. He has, like, he's, he's done field work. Yeah. Yeah, like he he yeah, he's had field work. Like a teacher like like, no, I don't think you need to have field work to be an elementary school or, like, a middle school teacher or anything like that. Um, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to ask my mom, because I'm going to dinner tonight and she's a teacher. So um, <laughs> that'll be a fun question. It's like, hey, do you need field work? And how many weird abominations of nature have you been approached to by students? <laughs> no? She, start- okay, she, starts- she starts just, like, trying to count. <laughs> She pulls out a scrapbook, like, well, where do we begin? It's like, oh, shit. Um, so, when, in the, before, before, way before the gremlins have arrived, um, uh, Billy is walking home, uh, Kate, 
and she's basically like you know his last call she's trying to get is it mr is it futterman yeah i think it's mr futterman and he Uh, is and he's and he's complaining about gremlins and i think i went back because i was really confused i was like wait a minute like where i i more just was confused on like okay he is referring to something as gremlins so i don't understand why specifically they're referring to the mogwai as gremlins is it because he said that word like what did, I was getting I, there. I was I that got I got mixed up. So yeah, and it, it was also was like like watching this movie recently. It was like it's like he like 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 almost teeters on the edge of like being like it's like ooh you you just get by the censor on saying something like potentially racist <laughs> like <laughs> like I'm like, like like seriously though right like, he like, he's like, very made, like, much kind of bordering on like he will say from like when we first meet him he is like a pretty kind of friendly neighbor um he's he's kind of that he's teetering on like that rural white guy in small town like he's just talking about like how his tractor he's never had issues with it in 15 years and and like all like you know american products are always better than foreign products because he's yeah, well, like, Billy's having trouble with his car so see it's a European car like yeah like yeah he's like constantly like like Borland's like oh yeah like these piece of crap like foreign cars like you you like don't, he's like going on about like all this and that like how like it's like oh you need to stick with like American like grade A American hardware not uh uh, I don't know why I'm giving up. Yeah, he wasn't really. Um, I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Kingston's just outside of Boston. We don't know. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's like like teetering on the edge between like 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 you know, kind of like aloof, kind of lovable neighbor to like, oh, you're an alcoholic racist, and like, oh no, he is kind of an alcoholic because like the scene that you're talking about where he's like talking about the gremlins, he's talking about like. His like a bunch of like planes going down like World War Two is like he was a fu- so it was like, like how I'm old was he? Like f- he was like maybe in his late forties, early fifties. Yeah, he wasn't that old. He wouldn't have fought in World War One if he's forty. At in the eighties, I, I or two know. World War Two, either one. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, like he could have fought in Vietnam, like, like, maybe. I don't know. He seems he's talking about like well he mentions specifically World War II. Oh, okay. So maybe he's supposed to be older than he actually looked cuz he definitely didn't look that old. But he and his wife were kind of the first to die. <laughs> and it was oh, they, uh, Yeah, they, they, it was I'm, sad. I'm going to give you I'm I'm, I'm going to give you some spoiler they they're in the sequel. They don't die. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. They were the first to be uh, attacked by the gremlins, and yeah. it was sad just because the wife is all excited for Christmas, and she's like singing around the house while he, and then he's having trouble with the TV because all of the gremlins are on top of the antenna. And then he goes out, and one of them is driving his tractor, and then drives it into the house. And did they not have a back door? Like, if they kept going, I, think like, I, I don't know. You know what? The, the body reacts in weird ways when it's scared shitless. Yeah, okay, fair. Okay. You can, only, you, you can only move so fast when you have a a, a hot brick in your pants. And there's, <laughs> but I think there's so many there's so many different escape routes that you can go through your little head. But when when something like that happens, you kind of just get paralyzed with fear and just kind of like, well, 
this is how I go out. Never thought I'd go out like this, but this will be a hell of a story to tell in heaven. But like, or hell, I don't know where I'm going. But the gremlins are just, it just kind of blew my mind for one how, I mean, the, the I keep wanting to call them the gizmos. The mogwai are pretty smart, it seems like. But the yeah. gremlins, like, they know how to drive. They know how, they know if they, they know how to, you know, cut wires and like, you know, yeah, they like, know how to, yeah, they know how to, yeah, get, they know how to remove like the brake lines of like the yeah. car and and hotwire the streetlights and how to turn on a movie projector and watch Snow White. Which is, I thought that was such a hilarious like movie choice. <laughs> like, like I mean, I don't know, but reg- regardless, I'm just like, okay, um, but what movie? What town is this that just plays movies that by that point are like? 40 plus years old. <laughs> yeah, um, anyway, um, the, uh, but I think I do love the scene where Pete is calling the police and he's just shooting. He's just using his like, uh, like a slingshot and like shooting gremlins off of his, like away from his house. <laughs> Yeah, and he pulls out, like, he pulls out, like, some, like, huge scissors and, like, cuts, like, Christmas lights off that, like, one of the Grimms is, like, dangling off of. But he, yeah, he, he and the mom just do not waste time. And the mom in particular, she gets, like, I will say it was funny because one of the gremlins is hiding in the tree, so it looks like, so it does kind of, in the Christmas lights, but, like, the tree falls over, so it does for a second kind of look like the gremlin I don't know. I okay. I did watch this like two nights ago, <laughs> and it was late. But it it just it looked it was a nice like little last little jump scare because it did kind of look like oh no the tree's alive for a second. But then Billy comes in and then throws the gremlin in the fire. But I just kind of was like, obviously this started off as a cute pet, <laughs> and then it turned into this. And so I totally. I'm, I totally get why everybody's freaking out, and obviously they're all having correct responses, but I am kind of wondering, like, in her mind, for, like, one second, is she thinking, like, like, these were my son's pets. <laughs> like, like I'm assuming this isn't the same as, like, I, she would never kill the dog, but, like, is she not, like, is that not occurring to her, like, I, for even a second? I, I think it, well, I think at that point it's just, like, what the hell even are these things? Cause she's, yeah. Like, her first her first reaction isn't to kill these things. Her first reaction is to get out of the house. And that kind of gets sidetracked when these things are playing, like, some, like, serial killer mind games. Playing like, music and throwing... Not in my kitchen! <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, okay, like, you're gonna eat my gingerbread, man. I'm gonna, like, you know, take a few years off your life. And by a few years, I mean all your years. I'm gonna kill you. You ate my gingerbread, man. Um, but there is another scene that I was just, it was funny, but I will say, I do think there were a couple, I feel like it happened a couple times, but in particularly, particularly the, um, the scene at the bar and Kate's working and serving all the gremlins and they're all just, it's, it's, it is funny because they're all just acting like a rowdy group of like bar, like, (laughs) like bar patrons, like they're, they're drinking, they're singing, they're, like, getting into fights, they're, and she's just like, don't, don't kill me, don't eat me, like, serving them, yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah. and they're just playing, like, a bunch of, like, 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 rowdy, like, rock music, and, and I just thought it was, it, like, really I funny. thought it was funny that they knew enough, they did, it, they, 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 their first thing was not to just kill Kate, 
their first thing was to be just they know oh this is like a this is a this is an establishment where you can eat and drink and they're doing that as opposed to killing yeah, it's her like, it's like like i would have loved to see like the reaction of like them first going into the bar and like trying beer it's like it's like oh yum yum it's like or like yeah like gibberish like gremlin language and then like it's like hey guys party's in here and then the then like the whole like kind of like upswing kind of goes like the guy swing on like the the ceiling fan uh like striping like a bunch of other ones like playing poker uh it, it was just yeah it, it was it was a really funny scene I, I think that's probably like the highlight of the movie for me as well because it also showcases a lot of really impressive like puppeteer work like the practical effects like the models in that scene like you see like a bunch ranging from like kind of like the normal kind of like upper torso like models of like all like the gremlins like at the the counter like like smoking and like drinking beer to like the full body ones that are just kind of motionless but are kind of like hanging around in the background like the one on the ceiling fan yeah Uh, it was yeah it, it, it is really cool seeing like the wide variety of like the puppeteer work all in one it was fun but i did think it went on for too long like it was a little bit it was too long of a of a scene and I feel like they were probably kept kept doing it so they kept it in or didn't really trim it probably because like yeah it is showcasing like really incredible puppeteering but it went on for way too long um but yeah there's the movie theater scene because they're you know oh no we're getting into we're getting it's you know morning's coming and so they're all going to be in a dark place together. And it cu- it's starting to cut back and forth between the dad who's on his way home. And I'm just thinking, he was he didn't just buy a pet. He bought a pet by a guy who specifically did... Actually, more like he stole it for money. But yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he paid yeah, for it. Like he, like he more, this guy he, did not want to sell him this pet. And he... No, he, he more or less smuggled an, an animal that he knew nothing about. It's like, this will be a good pet for my son. It's like, you and prick. And unknowingly unleashed, like, a horror on this town and killing most of, probably a lot of the citizens, residents there. I would think. Yeah, it's just it's just really weird that, like, why did he buy him a pet? He has like, one. If, if he has a dog, <laughs> yeah, it made, it no, made no sense. sense. It and also it's like why like it it just they kind of like frame it up that like oh like Billy's like a child in this movie like they they I feel like he was originally written as a child and had enough like I feel like the role of Billy was originally supposed to be like two characters that they just combined at the last minute for some, like, weird cast. Yeah, I kind of was expecting, like, like, a family. I thought there were going to be kids in this movie, other than Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah, because it would make sense for, like, you know, like, an older brother or, like, sibling to, like, have a job at the bank and have, like, that romantic love interest with Phoebe Cates. But then it would make sense to have a younger sibling to have, like, the friendship with, like, Corey Feldman, who's at the same age, and would bring a gremlin to a middle school because like clearly the smartest person that this kid thinks would be in the town would be his biology teacher at his school like that would make sense for like a kid to think that not a 20 something year old 
to bring a, a random dangerous animal that he's never seen before to his biology teacher rather than, you know, a professional. I, yeah, it, it, like, it also just kind of seems, it just kind of seems weird, like, you know, it could have very, I, I feel like it would have been a little bit of a different movie if there were siblings. I think it would have still been, like, fun, but, like, let's say if Corey Feldman was, like, the younger brother or something, and he, like, I feel like there would have been, I can see more, like, hostility if, like, in it, if, like, okay, let's say, so right now, yes, Billy is the major, main breadwinner for the family because his dad is trying to sell yeah. his inventions, not getting very far. Um, and if he had, like, a younger sibling, that's, in a sense, like, okay, yeah, he's got his brother and whatever. They're tight, whatever. But it's also someone else he has to take care of because his dad can't go and just get, like, a job. So it would have, I, feel, I can see it being, I can see it being the exact although same they, movie, but I also can see it. Although there's nothing stop, there's nothing stopping the dad from just getting. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I can see it being the same movie, just with um, a larger cast. But I also can see a little bit more of a drama. Like this, this movie is pretty. It doesn't have. I'm so, more surprised that it doesn't. Um, yeah, the dad's just an inventor, but it's like he's not making any money for his family. He's not. He's like they're just very supportive, and we already kind of talked about this, but like. They're, I'm. I'm also just surprised. Like, how are they able to keep their house and like pay their bills? Like, I mean, how much money is he making at the bank? I guess, I, I guess enough to afford a house with a mortgage. I, I guess. And yeah, I'm like, I'm a suit. Yeah, he has to be at least 21, but it doesn't really specify. Yeah, it's, it's like he's in his like early 20s because he, he's very much. He's like, at a bar. And- Kate yeah, works at a bar. And has a jo- yeah. Like, and, yeah. No, it, it just... They never specify the age. Like, I don't feel like they needed to, but they made it seem... He made, they made Billy seem a bit more childish than his actual age implied. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, like he's, like, like drawing and, like, making comic books. He's friends with, like, a... Like at most a twelve-year-old boy in middle school, and he thinks that the most the smartest person in town is a high school middle school biologist. It's kind of like Stranger Things esque. It it really does, yeah. It really does kind of have like a Stranger Thing, Stranger Things kind of like the uh, AV teacher. Yeah, like the smartest person in town is just your local (laughs) teacher. (laughs) Exactly. Regardless of the subject, a nerdy, like, presumably single middle-aged teacher <laughs> is the smartest person in town. Yeah. Um, All right, so... Um, and then, uh, we gotta, actually, we gotta talk about the very, very end. So, after, you know, they've, he, well, I mean, you know, they destroyed all the Mogwai, they're in, like, a, was it a mall? Or they're in a store. Yeah, they're just in, like, some, like, outlet and, store, it looks like, that just happens to sell, like, anything and everything you need for a potential murder. And, you know, uh, this is when the dad rolls into town, and Barney and Gizmo go to save the day and end up, what, I don't know, breaking a window, and Mogwai, oh, yeah, the uh, gremlin is striped is back in, like, a fountain, and he's about to multiply again, and then, you know, sunlight, and he and they all die and they all i will say that was kind of horrific and then his skeleton is still kind of like moving <laughs> like 
That was so, that was horrifying. Um, and then Gizmo is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, it's not a Steven Spielberg uh, related movie if it doesn't ride the line between PG and R, because PG-13 still kind of wasn't a thing at the time. What year was Temple of Doom? I do not remember. Because it was Temple of Doom. That got that was the first that was the first PG thirteen. I thought it was Poltergeist. Are you sure? I thought I thought Poltergeist is R. I'm pretty sure it's Temple of Doom. No. I know it's Temple of Doom. It, wait, that was 1984. Isn't that wait when? And Gremlins is 19 also 84. And this came out. So let's see which came out first. We really got to do the math here now. This came out. In June 1984. And. Come on, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom came out. Oh! Red Dawn. May 23rd. So, this came out first. Uh, Yeah, this is. Red Dawn is credited as the first PG-13 movie on August 10th, 1984. Why were we told Temple of Doom? Because this is is also rated PG. Which is weird because that's definitely a PG-13 movie. But anyway. Okay, yeah, now I'm getting the conflicting thing that the PG-13 movie was created in 1984 due to Temple of Doom. That's what we were, I also, that's what we were told, I remember. Yeah, okay, I don't. Why the hell is it telling me Red Dawn? When, when, okay, 1984, the, the 80s. <laughs> it was, and, yeah, 84 was the year and of Spielberg PG-13. was involved. Like that's all you need to know. Yes, heavily, heavily involved. Um, yes, but the they're kind of you know giving Gizmo a rest for helping save the day, and they're all chilling on Christmas, and then uh, old. Chinese man from Chinatown comes, and he's like, "I told you no, and you took him anyway." And he takes Gizmo and he says like you know maybe like to Billy like you'll be ready someday you'll probably be ready someday and I'm like "Eh, I mean yeah he's pretty part of me was thinking is he ready for it and I'm like well he did accidentally have a cup of water in his I mean okay he's allowed to have a cup of water in his room but someone knocked it over and they multiplied and to be fair fair, Billy wasn't the one who messed up he just cleaned up after the whole Billy the whole time was actually technically following the rules just did not know his clock was broken and really it's his dad it's all his dad's fault (laughs) like it's his yeah his dad yeah and then Corey Feldman spilling it and then and then just like two seconds later after (laughs) Two seconds, like, after seeing, like, a creature just multiply. He doesn't care. Like, pretty much asexually, like, in front of it. Just like, oh, cool, a 3D comic. I'm just going to chill in this, like, 20-something-year-old's bed and read this. Like, what is your relationship dynamic? Please explain this to me. Are you, like, lifelong family friends? Like, what? I think it's just, it's, it's town, just small town, probably, where everybody knows everybody. That's kind of just what I'm going with. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like, child, go But home. then, uh... He takes Gizmo, and Gizmo's like, "Bye, Billy." And then, and then the da- the dad narrated the very beginning, and because he was in Chinatown, it came off very film noiry. And <laughs> I kind of think, yeah. what do you think about the dad narrating it? Because I feel like, if anything, it should have been Billy, or it didn't need narration. Be- I don't feel like it really needed narration because it didn't. It didn't really add anything. At- 
it didn't really add anything to it. I mean, it kind of had like a little bit of like atmosphere to it, but it's like if you're gonna narrate it, like narrate the whole movie, not just the beginning and the end. Like it would have made sense for him to kind of like narrate like certain events and kind of like like I'm, I'm like picturing like this whole movie is like being told like after the fact that it happened and he's just telling it to someone and like at the end of the movie we kind of get like some like kind of like um comical like nod that like oh this this movie was in fact real because the thing that he just mentioned in the story is right there or, or something like that like some kind of like moral or like a MacGuffin that like shows up that was like mentioned or catered to the story just shows up after he said it to whoever he's telling it to. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. It doesn't he also just doesn't seem like he should be the one narrating it. Um if anything, yeah. if, I don't know, maybe like the owner of the shop. Like I don't I don't know. It does, yeah, I agree. It doesn't it didn't need to be narrated. Um Especially because, yeah, it wasn't narrated the whole movie. It's the very beginning and the very end, and you forget about it. And the dad's not even there yeah. for most of the movie. Yeah, he's, he's in the beginning like, and the end. <laughs> like, like, yeah, he's in, like, a quarter of this movie. The rest of this movie, he is at, like, a convention that has, like, a bunch of, like, random, like, sci-fi cameos with, like, the robot from, like, I think it was either the robot from Lost in Space or Forbidden Planet, and we have, like, the H.G. Wells, like, time machine in the background that... It was actually kind of funny because in one scene we see a guy like on it and then the next scene when it comes back to it the thing's smoking and the guy is in on it and it's just in the background and I thought that was a funny uh, hmm. nod. It's like, haha, yeah. travel exists in this world. Um, just... Oh, oh, also actually, the last little bit of narration is the dad saying so if the TV's on the fritz or... You're having electrical problems. Before you call your repairman, you might want to check. You probably have a gremlin. And it's like, okay, if it, you have a gremlin, just get the hell out of the house. <laughs> don't, don't, like, don't be like, hmm, I bet there's a gremlin. I'll go check. It's like, no, just maybe if you're worried, to, I don't know, there's, this town probably should have a gremlin watch after the horror show that the dad unleashed on the town. <laughs> like, it just... I don't know. The dad's just frustrating to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he really is like of like everyone's just like kind of like a victim of his yes. incompetence. Uh yeah. Um yeah, I, I feel like that's the best way to sum up that yeah. character. Um so I guess that kind of leads us into uh the final segment of our show. Sam, do you think this movie is real? Oh man. Um Um, the thing (laughs) is, I weirdly want to say yes, but I'm trying to think of, like, like, I, here's, I kind of want to say yes, if, particularly because it, the gremlins, while I was very shocked by how much they knew, it's also, okay, they're incredibly smart, and they're utilizing their intelligence, and just, going ape on on the town so um i think of anything the only reason why i would say like no it's not real is when there's a lot of things that just don't really make sense like why is billy 
bringing uh, his dog to work, why is the mom and son just totally okay with the fact that the dad's not making any money and like probably find I'm surprised not financially burdening. He wastes two hundred dollars that he probably didn't get back on on this if for his son. No, 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 he did. He did, oh, he get did? money back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the, the the old man like just like dropped it like casually like drop like wadded it up and dropped it on the couch oh. or something. Okay, well then we had he got his money back. So Yeah, he yeah, he he, he, he got, got a, a refund. refund. Um well, what do you what do you think? How would you say this? I wanna say like I feel like most of the characters in this movie like behave in like the most logical and like reasonable way like i feel like billy is like the main example of this like everything in this movie like aside from like taking his dog to work which made no sense to me like unless he was like was like oh the dog can't be left alone because every scene we see with the dog the dog yeah. is with someone So like maybe maybe that there's a reason behind that um but like yeah pretty much like everything that happens in this movie happens from his point of view as logically as possible, which I, I kind of appreciate about like Spielberg and Columbus because they make their movies as grounded in reality mm-hmm. as possible, which makes it really difficult to answer this question because of this movie has a ludicrous concept, which on on paper makes doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but when you watch it in execution, it's like. Oh no, that works. That makes sense. I yeah. really do that. Yeah. Like everything everything falls into place perfectly when those two are behind the reins. Or, or when those two are, are, are behind the wheel. And um I, w- I would say yes, this movie is real and would happen the way that it has been portrayed. I think if anything, I feel like do you think so many people would have died or like I, I don't know. I think that's my only thing is everybody's reaction was, I agree, was like pretty believable. But like, I don't know. Like, I can't even imagine like this whole town's being slaughtered on Christmas by a bunch of like. I I, I, I genuinely think that the kill count. Oh, OK. If this actually happened and if this happened okay. in real life. OK. But I also think this would have, you know, spread. Let's say this happened like today. This would have like spread because someone would have put it on Instagram or this would have like just gone super viral. Like, holy shit, the, the Kingston falls massacre from these little monsters. Yeah. And you know that like the authorities would try to take some of these as like test subjects and we would have gotten sequel baited hard from, from something like that of if this happened with like, like 10% more realism, like this movie's already pretty grounded in realism, but like, like at the end of the movie, when like the dad's like coming into town, we hear on like the radio this like Rock and mm-hmm. Ricky Rialta or, or something like that. Uh, it's like, oh, Rock and Ricky had a rough night because like earlier on we hear like a Gordon like broke into the studio. It's like, we got the Marines on st- standby, and if those little buggers uh, get too close to the edge of town, we're gonna turn the fire hoses on them. It's like, oh, okay, that would have been interesting if they kind of got a also, little too close. Can we? Is that not only? Like, not only would they have multiplied more, but then they would have gone toe-to-toe with the military. I would have loved to have seen, like, that interaction for, like, Can we also minutes. acknowledge that, um, the, 
<laughs> that this that this radio host is like copying kind of the likeness of Indiana Jones. Like the billboard looks like he has a whip and he's dressed like him and it's the same font as Indiana Jones. I was like, what a sure. Just okay. But why? But sure. Hey, hey Steven Steven's oh, okay. behind this movie, so I think he's, it's um, okay. Yep, yeah, anything I kinda wish this movie had a bigger cast because I think because it was just we're primarily following Billy and and I guess his mom and then like Billy and Kate I don't know I kind of wished it was it could have been more like the Goonies and we had like like Corey Feldman was great I kind of wish we saw more of him like if they were siblings as opposed to just he's like a kid in town yeah like I think that would have made more sense if like Corey Feldman was like the brother of Billy. Like, that would yeah. make so much more sense on, like, why this yeah. kid is here. Rather than, yeah, because, like, I think we meet his dad, like, once for, like, all of two seconds. Oh, isn't he the Christmas tree like, salesman assuming, guy? Yeah, yeah, like, I'm like I'm assuming that's his dad. Oh, well, yeah, he's making him dress up as a little Christmas yeah. tree. And... Yeah, he's making him dress up as, like, a Christmas tree, and, yeah, like, it, yeah. It, it made no sense as to why this like twelve year old kid is hanging out with his like like twenty something year old like yeah it it just it made no sense because they never explained how they were friends or how they knew each other kind of like like yeah it, it was it was just kind of like a weird dynamic that was just never explained and was just like all right this is kind of weird can we acknowledge yeah. this no okay we're just gonna deal with the girl yeah okay um. But overall, it's uh, fun. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. Is is it a perfect movie? No, no movie is perfect. But this is a fun Christmas slash Halloween movie. Yeah, it's I. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I'm like, I'm kind of like, why? I don't know. We just maybe my sister watched it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think I I knew of. I heard of Gremlins. Like it was. It was just a movie name that I heard like floating around, but I didn't watch it. I was not introduced to it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I I have to ask my sister. Maybe she watched it when we were kids because I definitely didn't, or it wasn't an option. Your your sister seems to be the one. Your your sister seems to be the one who seen. There's the a lot of things that I don't know. There are though quite like she. We both like. I remember she didn't watch. Both of us didn't watch Home Alone until like a couple of years ago. And, like, I don't know, it was just, there were certain things we were just not into, or were not exposed to. Like, we were aware of its existence, but we didn't particularly care. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for, for it. Um, yeah. But, um... <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> on that note... Yeah, on, uh, on that note, I, I, th- I, think that, I think that more or less kind of wraps up this, uh, this episode of, uh, of Movie Reel for Gremlins. Um... Sam, before we close off, how can these uh, lovely viewers uh, find? You can our find voices? us any on any uh, major podcasting platform: uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google. Um, we're also on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, uh, and yeah, please like, please subscribe, please leave a comment, um, and yeah, keep keep on listening. Uh, we got one more non-traditional Christmas movie coming up. <laughs> But I, honestly, I think this is the least. That's the least not traditional. All three of these movies. 
this is yeah this is this, i feel like this one's probably the most like well known and widely i will say i do think i feel like each one like i had never heard of santa slay uh gremlins gremlins welcome. definitely seems like a movie like i've heard of, i know people watch around christmas like i've heard of i've heard of that um the next one is yeah forget about it it's yeah. definitely a christmas movie um yeah it yeah like this one's like it, it's equal part but this Halloween one came out in like uh, june so you can't convince me this was intended to be like maybe it, i don't know maybe it was but if it was then why didn't it come out in like november or december you know that is a question that I would have liked to ask as well, but I was not all round in 84 for obvious reasons. You were busy. I was busy not existing <laughs> at that time. Yeah, you were, you're right, Sam. I was very busy. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right. Uh, on that note, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson, and uh, maybe don't ever feed anything after midnight, because maybe your cock could be broken. Wise words indeed, Sam. Mm -hmm. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>